welcome cadets and captains to another episode of M Class Podcast. We can sing it. That's all we can use, though. We only got the few seconds of it. I'm Jeff. What is I'm Josh. And uh, on this program, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media. We pick it apart. We actually review it on the patented M-Class Cochrane to Catfish warp scale. Yeah. Warp 1 is one Cochrane. That's uh, Zeph from Cochrane. That's a bad one. Uh, T-10. It's weird how it goes from the founder of the Federation as the worst one. Should be the opposite. The worst episode of Star Trek ever as the best one. It's probably the best episode ever, but okay. It's true. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to blaspheme <laughs> against our religion that we founded on this podcast. Uh, against our catfish gods. I thought we were Nagilum worshippers. What happened to that? <laughs> Nagilum's like an old god. Uh, the catfish, they're like the, the second coming of Jesus. Okay, the second coming of Gilum. Of, of Gilum, and uh, yeah. It's the we, Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It's Nagilam, Babilam, and the Catfish. Nagilam, Babilam, the Catfish. That's why, uh, at, at, what is it, Christmas, Italians eat the seven fishes. because they, the, they eat the seven catfishes. The seven catfishes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking uh, Trips family. <laughs> wow, well, we did that, that dang Italian thing, but we just did that uh, catfishes. The seven of them. We all, every week, we have seven catfishes. Ah, this one's technically an alligator, but who's counting? Oh my god. If you live in Florida, you know what we're talking about. It's you. <laughs> we're it's talking you. about you. We're sorry. It's you. <laughs> so this is a brand new collection that we're dipping into. You may have noticed last week that we just winged it and didn't have a collection whatsoever. Yeah, we whipped our wing dang doodles out. Oh man, it's my favorite time. <laughs> my favorite time to whip my dang dang doodle out. Man... It's no bad time. Never. You know what? Never mind. No, let's not say that. Actually, <laughs> this brand new collection was uh, put forth by Axe Wizard. Thank you for the collection suggestion, and it was cool, voted man. on by patrons like you at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. And it's Axe Wizard's Galactic Tome of Cosmic Thaumaturgy Collection. So thaumaturgy. Is magic. Is ma- is magic. So, in ESO, thaum- thaumaturgy is a skill perk that you that you spec into, and it makes your damage more. <laughs> Why? What? Th- <laughs> yeah, thaumaturgy so, is. Yeah, I don't know. They just make up names for sure. Uh, I don't know. In D and D, thaumaturgy is a spell that you can get where you can uh, change the color of something, make a knocking noise, uh, change the size of something slightly, uh, create an, a minor illusion. Oh, I would get thaumaturgid then. Oh my god, you stole my joke from five minutes from now. <laughs> you fucking time traveling stealer. Five minutes. Yeah, I was really. It had a long workup. I was working on. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick around these parts. That's true. (laughs) Early worm catches the catfish. You know. Oh my God! Trip Tucker's on the podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Trip Tucker. Me, Trip Tucker. You can't just start up a warp core like it's a John Deere. You can't just start up a warp core like it's a catfish dinner. 
You can't just start up a warp core like it's your 1991 Fiero <laughs> that I was conceived in. <laughs> Went to high school on a boat. <laughs> My high school was a boat. Uh, so thank you to the Axe Wizard and to all of our patrons for choosing this collection. We uh, are starting out with uh, the original series, as we so often do. It's uh, TOS Season 1, Episode 18, The Squire of Gothos. Man, what an episode! Yeah, it's, um... It's something. <laughs> this is... They, they uh, again, like, Futurama always loves to spoof everything, but especially oh, yeah. Star Trek. This is, like, a, that episode where the, T and, or the TOS characters are on Futurama, right? The ending of that episode oh, is yeah. the same as the ending of this episode, right? Yeah. You're right. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, and I never got that reference because I don't remember this episode at all. No. It, weirdly, like, every time I watch an episode of Star Trek on uh, Netflix, the little bar is full at the bottom, showing I've already watched it before. But I don't remember it. But um, it wasn't for this one. And I don't remember it. So I'm think I'm wondering... Besides knowing who Trelane is, have I ever actually watched this episode? I thought I'd watched every TOS. I thought I had seen every TOS also, and I don't remember this. Um, Did they f put this? Is this like a fucking Bernstein Bears thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I remember Trelane is the thing, so I have to have seen this episode. And I remember Trelane being like a weird proto-Q. We've talked about that before on this yeah. show. Yeah, he yes. Well, there's a few of those, right? There's a few, like... no, Nobody fits quite as perfectly as Trelane. I mean, the yeah. only difference is, like, Trelane is using some sort of, like, machinery to augment his powers. Yeah, that's, like, a weird, like... Man, sometimes I'm, I forget that they were just killing time. <laughs> you know? I mean, this is the same thing that happened to Apollo in Who Mourns for Adonis, right? Yeah. They always have to have some kind of, like physical like it can't just be magic even though like it obviously is right like well, that's the like, thing in, in the 1960s like and tos kind of suffers from this right is like there has to be some sort of physical solution to the problem right. like you have to be able to shoot a mirror and turn his powers off you can't just right. like talk your way out of a situation with an omnipotent being. which makes no sense by the way no like, no it doesn't <laughs> he doesn't stand next to the mirror the whole he goes up to the ship he he moves the planet around like it, what does the mirror who cares about the mirror it's, so he can shoot it with a big gun oh <clears throat> sorry about there's, my throat everybody i'm there's full that of part where there's that part where uh trelane's pointing the the fucking old ass musket pistol i don't know what they're called at at kirk and, I, and kirk yeah, the flintlock, and Kirk's, like, looking real scared, and I was like, bitch, it's gonna take him, like, seven minutes to load that thing. <laughs> it's you magically got... loaded by the mirror machine, Josh. <laughs> the mirror machine makes it an automatic weapon. Um, this, this episode was written by Paul Schneider, and, like, every writer of the era, he wrote on every fucking TV show that ever existed. But, um, I, yeah, and then I thought he it was... was... Then he was in Demolition Man... And then he was in. Uh, you talk, you're, you're thinking Judge of Dredd. you're thinking of Rob Schneider. Oh, oh, Paul Schneider. Then he was the David Letterman music guy. <laughs> I, I think you're thinking of Paul Schaefer. 
Oh, no. I'm thinking he was on that one, the first season of Parks and Rec. Oh, I think you're thinking of Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, Paul Schneider. A- the only thing I found extremely interesting about Paul Schneider is that he wrote most of the Mr. Magoo cartoons. <laughs> Dude, nice. Not many people can say that. <laughs> Which seems like the cushiest job in the world. Oh, he doesn't see something and it happens near him. He's dumb and blind. <laughs> Let's make fun of the disabled. He can't see he's old. Get uh, it? The episode was directed by Don McDougal, who, again, like, directors and writers at the time, worked on fucking everything. Yeah. Um, uh, a little... There's literally nothing interesting that happened to him, uh, except that he worked with Michael Dorn on Chips. Dorn was on Chips? Apparently, what was he? Dorn was in one episode of Chips. I'm guessing... How old was I'm he? guessing being a black guy, he played some sort of street urchin. Because that's how fucking TV worked then. <laughs> Thanks, 1960s, 70s. I think it was the 70s. That was, that was like late 70s. Um, but he he worked on shows like Rawhide, Bonanza, The Rifleman. Oh, God. This is like a classic list of shit that I've never seen. Kolchak, The Night Stalker. Yeah. You, I think have you ever watched Kolchak, The Night Stalker? I haven't. It's um it's like the world the television's first like paranormal TV show. I thought that was the Twilight Zone. Like uh paranormal investigation, like an X-Files type show. Like Kolchak oh, is go, is a oh. like a skeptic who is like investigating all these like paranormal activity type scenarios. Right. Is it a found footage show? Uh, of course it is in 1970-something. It's fucking found footage show. Uh, have you ever watched The Rifleman? No, but I've, I've heard of it. It plays on, like, uh, the old people channels all the time. Nick at Night. I've only seen one episode, but I've seen the opening of it a thousand times. And it's literally a close-up of a dude quick-firing, a, like, a rifle... Going like, oh, he's like really good. And then he goes the rifleman, and that's the whole opening. Dude, shows back then were just like no wonder why like boomers love guns. Oh, it was all guns, all because it was all guns, just like guns. (laughs) Like the show is like a gun, and we had that too. Even like with uh, like Dirty Harry, right? Like, That's true. The movies were guns. Movies, yeah, with movies. The uh, Crystal and I constantly do the rifleman opening. Anytime somebody has a gun and fires real fast in anything, we just <laughs> the rifle, the <laughs> rifleman. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing else interesting happened with Don McDougal in his whole life. The end. Uh, um, for Don, let's talk a little bit about the Squire of Gothos. Uh, yeah, this episode. Um, Stuff happens. <laughs> Is it just me? Like, I have, we haven't watched a lot of TOS recently, but, like, I know these characters very well, and I know how they're treated in TOS very well. Yeah. Uh, does anyone seem in character in this episode to you? No. Like, Sulu is, like... I mean, I mean, Sulu seems like, bored in the whole he's, episode. He's, like, overacting, like he's phoning it in. Yeah. Like... There's a part when he gets they get unfroze and Sulu just looks like he did he like really looks like he doesn't know where he is like in real life. 
one of my favorite moments in the entire episode is like uh, Trelane says something like, "Now isn't that wonderful?" And it like shows the opposite, like the opposite camera, and Sulu just goes, "No." <laughs> Yeah, I think they, they read the script, right? And they were like, uh, okay. Another one of these, huh? Uh, okay. We're only we 18 just, episodes into this show. Okay. Didn't we just kill Apollo the same... Uh, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody just seems to be saying their lines in this episode. Which, like, I mean, this may have been, like, the fifth episode they did that week or something. Yeah, they could have just been burnt. Who knows? So I found that distracting. The only person who's really acting in this is Trelane. Trelane. Yeah. He's pretty good. He's he's pretty fun as a character, although he gets grating eventually. Yeah, he gets annoying. But, I mean, I guess the reveal it, like explains why yes. he would be annoying to us. I guess Spock is pretty in character until he goes down to the planet and then he becomes... Everybody just sort of sw- slow walks and slow talks when they're on the planet. Well, there's nowhere to go, right? Like, it's almost like a stage play. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no, like... They're not in an actual place, right? It's all, like, a set. And I don't know. Yeah, there's like, a there's a character in this episode that I wanted to point out. There are a couple errors in this episode that I just I don't know how it got past the censors. I hope somebody got fired for that ball up. Um, <laughs> so Uhura calls it Space Fleet. Yeah, I, I yeah um, yeah I heard that. And Spock calls this character Jaeger. And, and then, then they say Jager. Everyone else calls him Jager until the very last time he's mentioned when Kirk calls him Jaeger. Do you think <laughs> that they did this shit just to fuck with people? I kind of do. There's part of me that thinks, like, if if this episode would have been a little better acted, like, they would have put more effort into it, I would have thought it was on purpose, but I think they just didn't give a fuck. Yeah, I think they're just like, <laughs> oh, it's Jager. It's, they, it, obviously, it's Jaeger. Like, who the fuck? I mean, like Chuck Jaeger, but his name started with a Y. But yeah. that's just like an Americanized version of Jaeger, right? Like, yeah, it's a it's a Jaeger bomb, not a Jaeger yeah, bomb. It's not a Jaeger bomb. The uh, Chuck Jaeger's from West Virginia. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yep. Uh, we have very few people who came out of the state that were cool, so we well, gotta mention it every time. faster than the speed of sound, so... Yeah, he was kind of a racist. Anyway, <laughs> there's, a, there's a great story that, um, I forget where he told it, but Justin McElroy told about introducing him at a dinner... And yeah. after he introduced him, uh, Chuck Yeager was like, well, I'm glad they didn't have any blo- any coloreds introduce Ugh. me. <laughs> and Justin McElroy was like, all right, I don't think I want to talk to you. <laughs> Isn't it funny that like somebody like Chuck Yeager is like famous for... like What he did like was, I guess, important, but like what? Like now it's like, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, like, well, I mean, you know I mean? because like, he's from West Virginia, everything is named after him. It's it, like if you're in a building, it's a Chuck Yeager building or a Robert Bird building. That's it. Larry Bird? Now, Larry Bird. Unfortunately, Larry Bird is not from West Virginia. He's from Indiana. The guy who's the NBA logo is from West Virginia. 
Oh, uh, fuck. Jerry West. Yeah, Jerry West. He's from West Virginia. Yeah, Jerry West, yeah. It's right in his name. I think he's racist, too. Oh, fuck. I don't doubt it. That at all. There's no chance he's not racist. I think he got in trouble recently for doing something stupid. Could have sworn he was dead, <laughs> but all right. I, is he dead? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't he's know. He's dead to me. Wow, fucking, if you're a patron, get out of here. Jerry West. Jerry dead. West. Uh, I don't think he's dead. He's not dead. Okay. Wait. He's dead to me. <laughs> Fuck, dude. So the Enterprise is headed towards the Beta 6 colony. And they're passing through a star desert. Yeah. We got so many really stupid words. This yes. <laughs> They're passing through a star desert, which is... A uh, you mean... You mean space? <laughs> you, you mean, mean most fucking, of space? You mean, like, all of space? Yeah. The the whole <laughs> idea is that there are no solar systems in this area. So oh, it's, it's a just desert. like a... Right, okay, and, sure. Um, Sp- Kirk and Bones are, like, reminiscing about the deserts on Earth, about, like, oasises and palm trees and coconut drinks. And Spock... Who lives on a desert planet? Yeah, this is this bothered me too. Is like, is like deserts are stupid. Eat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why would you think that deserts are cool? Like you're a bunch of stupid. Like you live on a desert planet, you dumb dumb. I guess they hadn't Bitch. figured that out yet. Bitch, your fucking planet is a Vulcan. <laughs> uh, but while they're headed towards this area where there's not supposed to be any solar systems, they find a single planet floating in the middle of space. A rogue no planet. Sun, no nothing. This reminded me of one of my favorite, well, not one, well, a, a pretty good uh, Enterprise episode that we should watch at some point. You need to put together a collection of episodes and you want us to watch. I, well, then everyone will vote for it and I'll feel like I'm using my supreme power that I have. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It won't be up for vote. We'll just do it. Oh, fuck. That's even crazier of a dictatorship. That's just using our power to do whatever Damn. the fuck we want, which we've done before, and we will do again. Damn, we're the best. We're the best, and everyone who disagrees is the bad guys, and I don't need to explain why. Yeah, you're gonna get put in jail. <laughs> Straight to jail with you. <laughs> but um, they find this rogue planet, and they do. Like, they have a um, meteorologist who keep. They keep calling a geologist, and then calling a meteorologist. Maybe he's both. And his, maybe he's a. Maybe he maker. was two different characters named Jaeger and Jager, and one was a meteorologist, and the other was a geologist. <laughs> and they fucking fusion danced into one character. <laughs> Jaeger Jaeger. Fusion. What did I say? Fusion, Fusion Ha. Ha. That's it. Yeah. Maybe his first name is Jaeger and his last name is Jaeger. Jaeger Jaeger. <laughs> uh, but they they figure out that the planet is like covered in storms, constant volcanoes, like acids in the atmosphere, completely unlivable. It's all iron silica down there. Yeah, it's like um it's just a, it's like uh, the planet from the Casino TNG episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the exact planet because it it's does have the planet. one area where you can live on it for no reason. It is right. Oh man, I'm sensing a theme here. Kirk's like, look, we don't have time to investigate this hell planet. 
So just yeah. notify Starfleet of the discovery of Uhura. Yeah. And she's like, they... I can't. There's subspace interference. And Sulu stands up and just fucking disappears. He stands up like he's going to, like, puke. I was like, what? It's like, like, what? He does stand up exactly like he's about to puke. <laughs> I don't under Like, how? Why? Why didn't he just vanish? Like... Like, you could just... It'd be so much easier to shoot it that way, too. Like, you could just have him sitting there and then have him not sitting there. Like, something about the desk being in the way of the shot made it so they couldn't do that effect. I don't know why. Because it is literally just... He's standing there, the next shot he's not. Yeah, they... It may have been, like, you can see the flashing panels... Oh, it didn't match up right. They, yeah. I don't see how they would care that much since they never seem to otherwise. They never anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um, Kirk runs over and then looks like he took out a puke and then disappears. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh my god, we're in a Star Trek episode. <laughs> <laughs> Our lives are an unending hell of incidents. <laughs> Can't we just have one day where we deliver shit to some place without running into some kind of crazy space magic? And uh, This is when we meet this episode's leading man, uh, Navigator DeSaul. DeSales. Yeah, DeSa- yeah DeSales. Navigator DeSale, who uh, is just as important of a character as Jaeger Jaeger is. Yeah. Uh, this really hit home the red shirt idea, though, because, like, these guys live. <laughs> it's true. Neither of <laughs> them is wearing a red shirt. Yeah, they live. They, they live, yeah. And you're, you totally are like, well, these guys are dying, right? Oh, yeah. These- We're introduced to two new characters we've never met before at the beginning of yeah. the episode. <laughs> They're dead. Usually the only time a character is introduced at the beginning of the episode who isn't going to die is if it's a hot lady who has a single bar of light across her eyes when they show her. <laughs> that fucking smoky eye that they... <laughs> They love that. Whenever they point the camera at her, it's suddenly way softer and covered in Vaseline. Yeah, it's just like a fucking photo, like a airbrushed Playboy <laughs> shot. <laughs> uh, there is a sexy lady in this one, but I don't know if she has a fucking name. There's two sexy ladies. It's true. Uhura is here, and uh, we'll get into the problem with that scene a little later. <laughs> yeah. It's a scene of its yeah. time. <laughs> But uh, (laughs) our heroes are gone. Only the villains are left, like Spock, that fucking green-blooded hobgoblin. Damn, McCoy's like, where are they, Spock? And Spock does the same thing he does every time he's in charge, where he's like, let's come at this logically. And everybody's like, no, we gotta do it now, Spock, we gotta do it now. And he's like, I'm in charge. He he's like, let's go down there with the spacesuits that aren't even really spacesuits. It's like a it's like an oxygen mask that attaches like, to a belt. It's like Star Wars where they just put the mask. It's like that's not that's, that's not, not enough. enough. Your eyeballs will fly out of your fucking yeah, head. You're gonna die. You're just gonna fucking die. Uh, they can't find any trace of Kirk and Sulu on the planet, but they have to be down there because there's nowhere else that they could possibly be. Yeah, of course they're down there. But the planet, as they figured out earlier, is extremely fucked up. Volcanoes, acid rain, dogs and cats living together. Anarchy in the UK. (laughs) Uh, But there's something down there. 
Because a little, an extremely bad composite shot of letters appearing on a screen. Oh my god! Shows up. They constantly are overthinking things, right? Like, yeah. It's in cursive, and I can barely read it because not because it's in cursive, but it's some font that it's like. What is this? Who wrote this? Alexander fucking Hamilton? It's. It seems like they they could have just had Uhura read, be like, we we're receiving like yeah. a message, and this is what it says. It would have been funnier too, because you, you Spock know. is reading it, and he says, "Hip hip hurrah!" And I believe it is pronounced "tally ho." Yeah, I think we're missing, uh, some. Back story, like we're missing, like a like context, context, yeah, like because I don't want to spoil the ending. I guess I could because you should watch the episode. You should have already seen the episode by now. Yeah, but did little kids talk like this at one point? Like, is this what they would say to each other or something? Um, I think he's he's supposed to be because he's playing like a period general, yeah. like a military guy. Yeah, he's like an 18th century general or whatever. Yeah, I think he's trying to be like the fox hunter, like Talio. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> his that his character is uh, ill-defined timeline-wise. Um, yeah, he jumps around quite a bit. They beam down a landing party, and it has the navigator disail the uh, geologist, meteorologist, Jaeger Jaeger, <laughs> and Bungs. The Jaegologist. The, the Jaegologist and Jaegologists. <laughs> uh, but yeah. when they beam down, they're just in a forest. And yeah, like, and they're the like, fuck? oh. This looks like we could breathe the air. Let me take off my mask, I guess. In, in a extremely um, Prometheus. Oh move. my god! <laughs> he just Prom- takes oh his fucking god. mask off. Jesus Christ! And he's like, ah, I've never heard of of biological attacks or diseases, yeah. so I'm gonna take my mask off. Couldn't possibly be anything bad in this cave with all this dust and alien smoke. There can't be anything terrible in this cave full of open alien eggs. <laughs> sure hope there aren't any the predators in here. <laughs> um, they find a castle because it's a TOS episode. Yeah. And they walk in and there's just uh, the salt monster from yeah, the previous episode there. is there. Yeah. And nobody comments on it. They're just like, ugh. I, I thought about how many times I've killed those things in STO. Oh, yeah. There's so many of them. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know they showed up in STO. Oh, <laughs> uh, you do, like, an event where it's, like, an arena where you, you go in with a team and you see how long you last. And, like, they throw, like, hordes of them at you. Jesus. It took one of the greatest crews in Starfleet history for, like, many deaths to defeat one of them. Yeah, but well, I guess they didn't just... know who she was, so it doesn't really line up. Yeah. Um <laughs> they go inside the the castle and they're um Kirk and Sulu are standing there. And they're green. Froze. They're froze. They're green, so you know they're frozen. <laughs> yeah, they have a green light bulb underneath them. 
the door slams shut behind him, like in a uh, children's uh, spook house. <laughs> and Josh's favorite instrument, the harpsichord. Oh my fucking god, dude. Dude, can we talk about the amount of harpsichord music? There's a there's a period where he's he has enchanted Uhura to play harpsichord. Yes. And I thought it was going to transition into her playing so much that it's starting to hurt because she's been playing for so long, but they not don't only do that, that at all. But the whoever did the sound mixed like it's terrible. Like I could barely hear the the dialogue over this fucking harpsichord. It is extremely loud. It's so irritating. Um, he's like, hey, it's me. My name is General Trelane. Retired, of course, but you can call me Squire. I would much appreciate that. Is that what that they would call retired general? Like, I don't understand the, the, the thing, references. The thing is, like, a, a squire is a the noble knight. position. Yeah. But it's a trainee under a knight. Yeah. So would, you would, that would be putting you at pretty low on the totem pole as a noble to call yourself a squire. Yeah, you went from general of an army, which was like pretty like like back in the day, like you're basically like a president, right? Like because you had power under the king. Like I don't understand. What I'm, and you know what? Whatever. <laughs> you know what? You know we're what? thinking too much Fuck. about this. <laughs> the thing is, like. British people, like, in the 60s and 70s used to call each other squire. Why? Like, uh, I'm not going to do a British accent because I'm really bad at it, but... Oh, yeah, governor, it's a squire! They'd be like, how you doing, <laughs> squire? Oh, it's just me, it's uh, uh, gosh, go get me some biscuits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's okay, I got my jaw shot off and... In the war, <laughs> my jaw shut off in the French wars. In the wars against the French, uh, the the problem with Trelane is that he won't stop fucking playing the harpsichord. And <laughs> mainly, I wasn't when you tweeted that I just started the episode and he just started playing, so I was like, ah, it's not that bad, Josh. What are you talking oh, about? No, no. But by the time he start, he's like halfway through dancing. I'm like, God, I wish this episode was over. <laughs> yeah. He, it, the harps, it's like, you'd think that they actually had somebody playing a real harp score. It's not real. It's no, not. It's, 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 I mean, somebody had to play it at some point, right? But yeah, they're hard to play. They break a lot because they're, they're really, I mean, they don't, like, they're old and shitty pianos. Like, they work differently than a piano does. I know this because I just know it. <laughs> Do you, you just know it? <laughs> yeah, they you pluck the strings of a harpsichord and they would always break the strings. You're not supposed to pluck the strings. No, that's how it worked. Now you play, you press the keys. No, that's a piano. It hammers down on the, the strings. <laughs> So, we're going to take a quick break while we fucking hash this out like men. Yeah, we're going to go to a... We're going to have a duel. We're going to have a duel with shitty old pistols, which, uh, if you haven't watched the episode, will play into the episode later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Maude Adams. For natural flavor, I like cotton. A lot. 
because cough beverages are made with real honest-to-goodness fruit, like sweet, juicy oranges, tart lemons and limes, luscious strawberries and raspberries, and succulent grapes. 30 delicious flavors, including diet flavors, non-carbonated flavors, and the best fruit beer you've ever tasted. All natural, all great. Enjoy the good taste of cot. Natural tastes better, so it's cot to be good. Welcome back from those messages. If you would like to be a sponsor of M-Class Podcast, shoot us an email. We'll talk it out. We'll hash it out. If we like we'll what you're doing, you can you can be a sponsor. If we don't, you can, you can fuck off. You don't even have to duel us for it. We'll just you can just we'll just you know just do it. We when we were dueling, by the way, it ended like the end of Rocky Three. <laughs> it freeze framed. <laughs> it freeze framed right as the yeah. smoke was coming out of both of our guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Rocky Three. The, uh, um, fucking, uh, Kirk and Sulu get awakened from their frozen state, and then Kirk does what he does for the rest of the episode, slow walk towards where Trelane has fast walked to. Yeah. And barely say anything. (laughs) Yeah, there's, like, so much not happening in this episode. Like... What are, like it's all over the place. It, it it's crazy. Like I I don't even know how we're gonna do this episode. It's a it's a good question. I mean, what I do find somewhat interesting is that Trelane has been watching Earth from afar, so he's seeing yeah. light that came from Earth and like images and stuff from like six hundred nine hundred years before. Yeah, yeah, it's like nine hundred years ago. So he's seeing it because the speed of light, right? Yes, like, exactly. So his his I think that's an interesting twist. Yeah, to the it's character. cool. That's a cool science thing that they put in, right? He's uh, all of his knowledge about Earth is from a time when we were far more barbaric. Which is, uh, I was expecting very much like an episode with Q for Kirk to be like in our corner, like for it to be more like, um, a court case kind of thing. Like it yeah, always like how, is with yeah. Q. Like yeah. it, it it's a literal court case in the first episode with Q. Yeah, and it is in this episode too, right? Like, no, there's it never becomes one. Is my problem? Is the thing? I mean, it does. It does. Yeah, technically, it does. But um, I doesn't. thought that Trelane's thing was going to be like humans are like barbaric monsters who like murder each other, and then Kirk's thing is like, no, we've evolved beyond that. Kirk literally says that once and then never again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, he doesn't hit home that like we're not that way anymore. It, it, no, it's like they. It's like this episode could end like several different ways, and then they pick the ending and that they picked, and it's like, oh, you went with that one, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I just I kept expecting the episode at some point to be like Trelane arguing that humans are yeah. garbage and right. Kirk being like, no, we've evolved beyond that. Right. And that never really happens. It's no. And like literally they try and murk this dude like immediately. So he's right. <laughs> yeah, they like sneak up and uh try to pistol whip him to sales is like yeah. I'm gonna fucking shoot this dude. And I'm gonna fucking shoot him while he's talking to someone else as well. Yeah. So like the argument that humans have evolved beyond savagery is like it would be an uphill one after that. But yeah, he it puts never it happens. on stun though, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, 
You could shoot your friend with a stun. That's fine. Yeah. It's just a sleep gun. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. It's sleepy time. Sometimes when I can't get to sleep at night, I'll just shoot myself with a stun gun. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. But, like, uh, literally after the only time Kirk says that we've evolved beyond that, Trelane says, oh, don't be silly. And then Kirk doesn't be silly again for the rest of the episode. Yeah, and Trelane goes off on all these, like, He's like, I love Napoleon and Hannibal and like all this crazy yeah, like I, ancient, lo- I love all you your proto Hitlers. Yeah, I love <laughs> Yeah. I love all your crazy military dictatorship guys. Yeah, I can't say Hitler because that was too short a time ago, but I love all these guys who were yeah. very much like him. Yeah. I love the conquest and the murdering. And it's and, like okay. Uh, Kirk is just sort of like, Alright, well let us go. Yeah, he's like, cool, can we go? And he's like, no, it's a party. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. <laughs> it's a bad party. <laughs> like, Kirk is like, look, uh, you gotta let us go and go back to our ship. And Trelane's like, you're making me mad. Stop. He's like, stop it. It's a party, it's a party, it's <laughs> Kirk's a party. like, it's not a party. <laughs> he gets out the fucking... Uh, Mad Dog 2020. And uh, now it's a party. Trelane uh, sends him to the real surface of the planet for a couple oh, that's minutes. Right. And uh, Kirk comes back overacting, coughing, and choking. Yeah, he's like, Why does this smoke machine smell like waffle syrup? <laughs> Did you ever smell a smoke machine? What? No. Yeah, we had one at Game Vision and it smelled like waffle syrup. That sounds great, actually. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I mean, probably there's some sugar in it that makes the smoke. I don't know, but it smelled like fucking waffles. That sounds amazing. Although I would want waffles very badly. I yeah, want them I to go now, to... even, and you're just telling Dude, me about it. <laughs> chocolate chip waffles with ice cream on it. Oh my god. Holy shit. I've never had oh it with my. ice cream, actually. Oh, you're crazy. You gotta do it. <laughs> uh, but Trelane's like, look, if you guys step out of line, I'll fucking kill you. It's and a party. Like, it's a party. <laughs> It's a buddy, it's a buddy, it's a buddy. <laughs> Back on the Enterprise, uh, Spock comes up with a brilliant plan. Which yeah. is a plan that I don't know why they don't do more often in these type of yeah. situations. Yeah. Uh, he's like, we can't get a lock on any of the specific life signs to figure out who's who. And Spock is like, just beam them all up. <laughs> just uh, anything that's a life sign, beam it up. Yeah, fuck it, right? Yeah, whatever. It's like, in, if you found the specific area with the life signs you think are the correct ones, why not fucking beam them up? Yeah, there's only so many, so much life, right? Yeah, there's only especially like, on a plant that has, like, no life on yeah. it otherwise. Yeah, there's only, like, six of them. You know, whatever. Uh, again, the rules of the universe aren't really set in stone at this point. Because yeah. McCoy's like, we're receiving a transporter signal through the communicator. Yeah, like, Which why, is not how what? that works. They would just beam you up. It was, yeah. Yes. Uh, but Trelane is like, uh, I, haven't le- I haven't dismissed you yet. I won't have this. It's a party! It's a party! It's a party! And then... Uh, our heroes return back to the Enterprise, and Spock's like, what the fuck is going on? And, and the episode's like, over, and we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> you would think. Um, just, just you know, I'm going to fucking go out on a limb and say this isn't either of our favorite episodes. <laughs> uh, it's not 
terrible. No, it's, it's not terrible. It's just stupid. It's just a stupid. I think the reveal is dumb. That's what makes it dumb, right? It's done. The reveal is done quite poorly as well. Y- yeah, it's 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 so monotone and like boring. Like you're like, ugh. Okay. Um, the the reveal spoiler alert is that Trillane is like the child version of an alien species that's like omnipotent. Yeah. And the way it's revealed is two green lights in the sky show up and they're like, "Hey, you're a bad boy. We're taking you home. We're Time to come we're the inside. nuclear family. Yeah. Ward and June Cleaver are here to pick you up." Yeah. Highly advanced space aliens talk to their children like 1950s parents yes, did to, exactly. to our parents. Also, uh, energy beings from beyond our cosmos and understanding fall into the 1950s gender binary. Absolutely. <laughs> and, they, and they also, you know, give a shit about, uh, you know, letting their kid go play, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But, like, he just keeps saying the same shit over and over as, like, 1960s child character. He's, like, doing an impression. And I already hate 1960s kids characters. I hate all kids. So That's I, true. I especially hate kids that are going to turn into baby boomers in the future. Oh, my God. True. Trillane is, is the ultimate. It's not fair. It's not fair. Trillane is the ultimate baby boomer. Yeah. It's fucking, it makes sense. Anyway, back before we knew he was that character, uh, Trillane it appears on the bridge of the Enterprise, and he's like, uh, I'm going to take you back to the planet's surface, and <laughs> which one of you is Spock? Because I hate him. Yeah, he hates Spock for no reason. I, guess. I mean, I guess because he beamed him up, but like... yeah. It, it it makes no sense. Like it makes no sense. He's like, I, I'm Spock, and he's like, oh, you're not even human. Yeah, he's like, what? Why are you stupid? Why are you a dummy? And he's like, he's oh, like, I'm a Vulcan. And he's like, I don't know what that is. Fuck you. Yeah, he's like, I didn't watch you for 900 years ago. You fucking pointy-eared bitch. And everybody's like, oh. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody in the back goes. <laughs> the fucking Troy Barnes is there. <laughs> but um he's he like uh tells them that he has a perfectly enchanting sojourn on Gothos planned for all of you. Yeah. And then he teleports down to the planet like instantaneously. Like it's just there's not even a flash, it's just like the screen changes and they're born the planet, which I thought was uh, an interesting way to do it. Yeah, they were just didn't want to have an effect. They were like, yeah, oh, we don't have which time. I think is a little bit more effective. That like, if you blink, yeah. they're in a different place. Right. But um, it's Kirk, Spock, Bones, Uhura, DeSale, Jaeger Jaeger, Sulu, and the lady's name is Yeoman Ross. Yeoman uh, Blondie. Yeah, Yeoman Kirk's type. Yep, Yeoman, Yeoman uh, gonna be inappropriate later a little bit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, Trillane's got a big old dining table set up, and he has everybody uh, sit down, but DeSale ain't having it, and he just fucking yeah. gets up, and he's about to fisty cuffs with Trillane, but he gets frozen. A lot of freeze acting in this. A lot of still being still yes. acting. 
And uh, Sulu says, we haven't even got our phasers. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be in this episode, but he is. <laughs> He's like, man, I could be hanging out at the fucking, like, crafty table smoking cigarettes because it's 1967 and we all smoke cigarettes. It's true. <laughs> we don't know about the health dangers, and we wouldn't care even if we did know. Yeah, doctors, wink, wink, didn't know about the health dangers. Yeah, winky, winky, wink, wink, wink. <laughs> they sure knew about paybacks and kickbacks, though. Yeah, here you go, smoke luckies. But uh, they start to notice that shit isn't working the way it should. Like, the food and the drinks don't have any taste. The fire isn't putting out any heat. Trillian only knows of human society through seeing it. A lens, yeah. 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 He doesn't doesn't know what heat is, right? Or he doesn't know... I mean, I, I, I don't know, like... You would probably, knowing what he knows about the universe, know that fire is hot, I would assume. It seems like something you should know, right? Yeah, because he comes from, like, a a society of energy beings. Like, they wouldn't really experience heat in the same way, right? Well, maybe they would. I mean, their energy, they would be hot. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm an energy being, and I don't experience heat. I mean, you are an energy being. There's energy Uh, in your brain. (laughs) You don't fucking know me. <laughs> You're right. Where am I? Who am I? Uh-oh, Josh is sundowning. <laughs> oh, no! I want but waffles. They, God, I do too. They, they jump to some wild conclusion here, right? Where they're like, because the stuff doesn't yeah. have taste, the fire doesn't have heat, he has to have a machine assisting him. Yeah, they do they they do a cool thing where they're like he doesn't like he doesn't know what it is, so he's not perfect, right? Yeah, they're he's like, not he's not omnipotent. He is not omniscient. Yeah. So but but you're right, then they're like, There's gotta be a machine doing this. What kind of machine can do this? It's basically like proto holodeck, right? Like Yeah. Spark is like the machine would need the ability to turn energy into matter using Trillane's thought waves, which You mean yeah, Trillane mentions earlier that uh, he comes from an advanced society that can turn energy into matter and back again. Yeah, we do that too. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> it's called it's, eating and pooping. It's called existing. Everything does that. <laughs> yeah, but he does it with his brain, and he can do whatever he wants with it. Yeah, he's like, I can make like this fucking sword, like. It'll be a dildo or what, like whatever. He, he can make this super cool sword out of nothing, but Captain Kirk can just snap it over his knee. Later. Yeah. Also, he just grabs it with his hand, like it's not gonna cut him. Yeah. Because it's not a real sword; it's a fucking fake prop sword. Wood. Yeah, wood. <laughs> but um, Kirk is like, we gotta destroy this machine in order to get away. He's like, I got a crazy plan. And, and during this entire scene, harpsichord is being played. Dude, I could barely hear the fucking conversation. Because uh, Uhura is blasting harpsichord. The, there's the my fucking favorite thing about the memory alpha is that some because I always use it as sort of like a guide to get us through the episode. Is that it? Often skips over anytime something racist or sexist happens. It just doesn't mention it. Doesn't talk about it. <laughs> well, I find that very funny. That's society for you. Yeah, it's, I find that funny and fucked up at the same time. Is why yeah. I find it so funny. But um, when uh, 
fucking Trelane beams everybody down and he sees Uhura, he goes through this laundry list of racist things that you could say to a black woman. <laughs> yeah, he he's very uh, 1790s yeah, British like, racist. Oh, a Nubian woman. A Nubian How princess. exotic. You must have yeah. acquired her and all yeah. this other shit yeah. through and conquest. She, she's like, bitch, she's what like, did she what? call me? She's like, yeah. what in the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> She's like so far removed from that kind of racism. Like, yeah, that would be. I just, feel like if someone yeah. said that to a black woman now, a black woman would be like, "Are you a fucking time traveler? What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> it would be like somebody coming up to us and being like, "Oh, the Irish, oh, like a slow-headed like, oh. Irishman, eh?" <laughs> You must have acquired him through the indentured servant trade. Oh, have fun working on the railroads. (laughs) Yeah. And we'd be like, what? (laughs) They they serve a delicious potato mash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Would you like a warm lager? Uh, So, um... That that scene all happens, but Trelane, of course, uh, being a fucking 17th century racist... Takes interest in the blonde woman, Yeoman oh, Ross. Yeah. yeah. He starts forcing her to dance with him and then changes her clothes into a timeline appear- appropriate dress. Yeah. And it's not really. Nobody through hair. Nobody was showing titties like that back in 1750. That's the wild thing is that all historical fiction of that time has women with just heaving breasts coming out of the top of their dresses. I think because they they did, like, you did wear dresses like that to push your boobies up like that, but, like, to make boobs look bigger. But, yeah, I don't, I mean, she's wearing, like, a fucking, like, prom dress from like 1972 <laughs> like doesn't look like that <laughs> uh she's uh, as with every yeoman that appears in this show she is yeoman kirk's type yeoman kirk's uh yeah kirk's cup of tea <laughs> uh so kirk kirk sort of gets a a plan in mind right where he like uh, he grabs Yeoman Ross and pretends like he's... Or I'm assuming he's pretending like he's jealous. Yeah, I think he's that. He's pretending. Because he like grabs her and he like yanks a glove off of her and he's like, Don't dress in his clothing. Don't dance with him. Yeah, I'm the guy who's in charge of your vagina. And, and Trelane's <laughs> like, Oh, you're taking my prize, huh? Yeah. And Kirk's like, Well, I challenge you to a duel. What kind of... F- Fucked up little kid is this horny? That's a good question. <laughs> what kind of eight-year-old is, like, taking concubines? I don't know. I try not to think about what Trelane's doing outside of this episode, to be real <laughs> honest with you. He's probably jerking his ethereal dick. He's, like, this seems like the type of dude who would go to, a, a like, a, a pre-industrial planet and play Warlord. I'm not trying to think about that too deeply. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's fucking up people's societies. But um, Kirk challenges into a duel, and he gets instantly turgid. Yeah, and uh, he's like, he pulls out his dueling pistols, and he's like, he was just like your heroic Alexander Hamilton met his demise. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Heroic? Because um, he died in a duel. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I haven't, he... I haven't watched Hamilton, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this dude did. 
I think he insulted Burr's, uh... Just his, I know like, he had slaves, and they don't talk about that in yeah. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. I think he just was like, Burr, you suck at your job. And that was like, you could die for that back then. You could die for that shit now if you say that to me. <laughs> Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me load up my fucking... Flintlock here. Let me get my blunderbuss out. Let me get my blunderbuss and put some forks and spoons in this thing and shoot him at you. <laughs> Fucking stupid. But um, he's like, Captain, I never miss. And then he immediately misses on purpose. Yeah, which is what they would do in a duel. Like, like a lot of duels would end because they, yeah, they would both just, shoot in the air. They would shoot in the air, yeah. Because yeah. they were cowards. Because they were just like, we, we went this far, I get it. Like, the, when you're facing down death for real, like, especially in, like, 1750, man, like, that would suck. Not me. That would suck to I die. Fucking, I face down death every day. <laughs> every time it's I, a body, it's a body, it's a body. <laughs> every time I look in the mirror. Um, <laughs> Kirk, uh, t- well, the thing is, like, Trelane is like, ah, oh, it's my world, so I, and you challenged me to a duel, so I get to shoot first. Yeah, which is like such bullshit. Yeah, that's, that's not how this works, dog. Yeah, and he's he like, to, nah, I'm in charge. And he's like, alright. And Spock's like, Captain, my boner. Spock, like, looks at him like, uh, you know that means he's going to shoot you, right? And Kirk's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. No, 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 it's fine. Well, he points, Trelane points the gun at, at Spock. Yeah. And, like, honestly, they should let him shoot Spock because, like, Spock's heart isn't where humans' yeah, hearts are. exactly. Like, he'd be aiming for the human thing and he would just hit, yeah. like, Spock's, like, fucking third kidney or something. Yeah, he would hit his appendix or something. <laughs> his whatever. I think Vulcans have appendixes. No, they probably evolved out of that. What if they have an appendix but it does what it was supposed to do and does it, like, super well? I think ours was supposed to, like, digest, like, weird shit. Like, bark and uh. shit. I could use that. You could eat some bark. I could have... Fuck, I want some waffles, is what I want. <laughs> and now everyone listening to this by now wants waffles. I don't no have any. Don't. I have to go to get cat litter. Or maybe I'll get some, some chocolate chip waffles when uh, I go. Sounds so good. I have no idea what I'm having for dinner. Waffles. Sucks. Um, cat litter. <laughs> anyway, Kirk <laughs> points his gun at Trelane and then does the standard, like like move arm right like hero yeah. move where they're like I'm gonna shoot here just kidding and blows yeah. the mirror up behind Trelane not to and mention like a fucking gun like that like th- I don't know man like it would, they it would were not a, accurate it would put they a were... hole in the mirror is the thing like it would have I... splintered the mirror but it wouldn't have exploded it like that yo I laughed so hard at this part though this part when they shoot the mirror machine and it makes fucking Hanna Barbera breakdown sounds. God, that was so funny. I was like, holy shit! I was like, all right, I'm back in. God, that was so fucking funny. I literally laughed out loud. It was like two in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? I can't believe like they had access to a lot of sound effects. 
Yeah, they picked those. That, those were the ones they went with. They were like, well, I know that we just used these sound effects in that quickie koala cartoon <laughs> earlier today, but no one will know. <laughs> Only Herculoids fans will get this reference. <laughs> It is one of the sounds is the sound that fucking gloop and gleep yeah. make. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> Herculoids Christ. for Smash. Fuck yeah. Herculoids for Nickelodeon Smash Brothers. Oh my god, off. Nickelodeon Smash Oh my Ooh, fucking Fortnite. It's fucking Fortnite now. It's just Fortnite. Uh what? <laughs> Explain that one to me. <laughs> They're just picking all the shit. Fortnite's just like put everything in. This is what Smash is doing. Yeah, Nickelodeon. Well, Kids it's, a love that. it's a different game. <laughs> same, same, same concept. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's all my. It cynic- was fucking wild to me that they remembered all real monsters existed. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, what's her name? It's is got Oblina in it. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck! I thought I was like the last human that remembered all real monsters. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they blow up the mirror and Trelane's, uh All of his stuff starts like fading out of existence. And everybody starts running away, and he's like, "Go back, go back to your ship. You're all dead men, <laughs> even the women and even the children. I hate them. I hate them." <laughs> uh, Trilling goes go back into his broken ship. mirror. It goes, and then the episode's over, right? Oh, uh, I mean, right. Kirk gets on a skateboard and kick flips back up to the Enterprise. I'm trying to make this cooler than it is. <laughs> I mean, it would make as much sense as anything that we've seen so far. Uh, the Enterprise takes off, and then, like, I don't know. This is, like, a new effect that they yeah, put into they, the they episode. Re- they redid it, yeah. I can only wonder how goofy the old effect is that this is the upgrade. Yeah. But the planet... Gothos starts chasing them and it every time they move out of the way it just like creeps back into the frame. <laughs> it like f- matches their uh their speed and position, right? Which yeah, is like a planet does it. Yeah, and they're like is something wrong? Did we go in circles and and Sulu's like I don't think so, Captain. I'm going to crafty now. Would you like a cheese stick? <laughs> Spock is like, oh, we're caught in a cat and mouse game. And Kirk says, yeah, and we're the mouse. Yeah, we got it, Kirk. Which we, is, we, we reminded got it. me very heavily of a line from Batman Arkham City that gets made fun of a lot. <laughs> where uh, Alfred is like, the world's greatest assassin versus the world's greatest detective. Who's going to win? And Batman goes, not him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> like a game of cat and mouse. Yeah, and we're the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus Christ. But like, uh, Gothos keeps appearing in front of the Enterprise, so uh, Kirk is like, all right, I'll st- like, let's go down into orbit. I'm going to beam down. Yeah. But Trilling snatches him up. Yeah, fucking, he flips, like, Kirk flips out. He's like, I'm fucking tired of this shit. <laughs> I would be too, man. Like, I'd want to have as little to do with this Trillane yeah. motherfucker as possible. And Bones is like, you can't beam down. He's like, I'm beaming down, motherfucker. I'm beaming down. I'm going to fucking double axe handle this dude <laughs> as soon as I get down there. Yeah. But uh, Trillane pulls him down into a uh, mostly unlit set so you don't. they didn't have to do much. 
Yeah, they do like kind of a neat effect with the noose. Oh yeah, that is cool. It's well, they have cool. the light behind the noose when he points it out. Yeah. But it's Trillian ominous. is dressed as a judge. Um confusingly. Yeah. He's dressed as a judge from like the nineteenth century. What's crazy is he's dressed like Judge Wapner, and it's like, do they even remember who Judge Wapner is? He, he's he it just is Judge Joe Brown. It's, now. Just, it's Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> Trelane's uh, not even there anymore. It's Judge Joe Brown, and he's like, "You're guilty." And he's like, "How did I get here?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, not again." <laughs> um, this happens to him a lot. But he's Trelane's like, you're going to be executed for the crime of standing against me. You'll hang by the neck, Captain, until you're dead, dead, dead. Yeah, and uh, Kirk is like, I fucking hate you. You fucking suck. Eat my dick. Pretty much. That's his whole defense. Yeah. Hey, did you know that you're a prick? Yeah, he's like, you're a fucking son of a bitch. Uh, this whole thing is out of order. You're out of order. This whole court yeah. is out of order. <laughs> Judge Joe Brown's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just oh, got here. Oh, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> space man, calm down. And he transforms in, into uh, Judge Judy. And she and he does the 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 gavel with the hurry up or, or whatever that that gif is that fucking hurry up gif. I find it wild that Judge Judy has just had a TV show for like most of my life. Yo, my grandmother, my grandmother is like almost ninety years old, right? And she watches the fuck out of Judge Judy. And I'm pretty sure my grandfather is going to murder her because he hates Judge Judy. Damn, he comes to my family store which he's like retired from essentially and he's like i had to get out of there because <laughs> i can't stand judge judy yeah. he's like i can't stand it he's like I'm, i hate it judge judy doesn't take any shit does your grandpa like shit no but my grandma likes to think she doesn't take any shit uh she like she's like i'm judge judy yeah i think it's like a uh you know what i might some be reading people, some people are Judge Judy's and some people aren't Judge Judy's. Some you just have to are, accept your lot in life. Some people are Judge Judy's and some people are Judge Joe Brown's. That's true. I'm much more of a Judge Joe Brown. Yeah, same. I might be a Wapner in that You I'm might dead. be a Wapner. I'm dead. <laughs> you might be a Wapner in that nobody under the age of 34 is going to know who you're talking about. <laughs> it's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Um... But uh, Kirk gets an idea. He's got an idea in his little Kirk brain. Does he, though? Does he have an idea? And he's like, Trillane, you think everything's so easy. You need to you need to be like, find the thrill in life and like take the yeah. opportunities when you get them. Because Trillane is like, I was mad. I got mad. Oh, my God. What a great experience or yeah. whatever. And he's like, how about you figure out like the opportunity you're missing here and he comes up with a couple and Kirk's like nah it's not extreme enough yeah throw some fucking skateboards and samurai swords in there and we got ourselves a fucking plan and Trillane's like how about I hunt you yeah because that, that was like a new concept at that point thanks to the most dangerous game they were like fucking I'm gonna hunt you in the woods they never hunted anyone in the rifleman no, in the right. I only saw one episode of The Rifleman, right? And uh, it was supposed to be like an anti-racism episode because like Chinese people moved into the Rifleman's town. Okay, but it was still so racist against Chinese. Oh yeah, people. no Asian racism, dude. 
eight the eighties are like the the king of Asian oh, races. That's very right? true. Like, and this was like the sixties with the rifle. Yeah, so yeah. like, uh, they're like fucking laundromat workers. And yeah. It's like every stereotype you could possibly come up with. And yeah. like at the end, they're like, you have to accept people's weird customs from their <laughs> weird backwards countries. No matter how weird and stupid they are. <laughs> I'm like, man, it's hearts in the right place, but it is so fucking 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Trelane uh, follows Kirk around the woods while Kirk tries to call the ship for what feels like my entire fucking life. Oh my lifetime. god, dude. Uh, I, I experienced the the joys of being born and the lows of dying in my bed surrounded by my family while he was fucking chasing him. <laughs> You're fucking Jeffed off the white now. <laughs> you lived through a, 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 a eon's age of lifetimes. It's true. I fought the Balrog to a standstill at the, <laughs> at the fucking top of the earth while this happened. Yeah, you fought him at the top of the mountain all the way down to the bottom. And finally, uh, two fucking green lights appear in the sky, and they're like, now, now, beaver, you didn't oh. learn your lesson this week. Oh my god, it's so dumb. And, it's... Trillian, and she, they're like, you can't have pets if you don't know how to keep them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, it's, it's a lot of mixed messaging going on. They're like, you can't have pets if you don't know how to keep them. And then Trillane gets Bill Baby Boomer, and he's like, it's not fair. <laughs> I would have won. I would have won. won. And then the the parent beings are like, we wouldn't have let him fuck your life up if we would have known how fucked up this was for you. And it's like, yeah. wait, so are they pets or are they not pets? It's like, yeah, we wouldn't have let him done this horrible shit to you if we knew how fragile you were. Yeah. If I was yeah. Kirk, I'd have been like, hey, go fuck <laughs> yourself. Uh, you come down here and say that to my face. Come down here in my axe handle range. Say that shit. Get into my kill zone. <laughs> Kirk's kill zone is like the whole planet. He just throw look. his whole body at you. That's what I say to people. I'm like, why don't you come over and step into my kill zone and say that to me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, come into my double axe handle range. Fucking say that shit to my I'll face. I'll axe handle you back to fucking pure matter, you fucks. I'll double axe handle your energy, and I'll yeah. transfer it into matter with my double axe handle. <laughs> fucking, that's how it works. Einstein. Kirk goes back to the Enterprise, and uh, Spock is like, I'm doing my report. What should I describe Trelane as? Should I call him... And then he lists off a bunch of shit that isn't scientific whatsoever, and you yeah. wouldn't use in a report. Yeah, he's like, he's like, call him the god of war. <laughs> I was like, and he's like, Kratos? what? He's like, or how about a small boy and a very naughty one at that? Oh my god, it's so dumb. And Spock's like, what? <laughs> Kirk goes, oh, he he was just engaged in some mischievous pranks like you did when you were a boy, dipping little girls' curls in ink wells, stealing apples from neighbors' trees, How tying cans on, driving your stepdad's Corvette off of a mountaintop, listening to Beastie Boys. All I can think of is like these are things that like a naughty little boy would have done in the fifties and sixties. Is it? This though? is. This is the fucking far-flung future yeah. of the 2300s. How, how would he have known about those dumbass... Why would you use those Those as, like, examples? Yeah. Like, Rockwellian Americana examples of 
being a kid. Like, yeah. Also, and, were people in the 50s and 60s doing that? But like people in the 20s were doing that shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like, jeez. They don't fucking have cans or inkwells. Inkwells? In what are you using an inkwell? <laughs> How would he even know what an inkwell was? I guess we know what an inkwell is. I guess, but. I think they use inkwells every now and then. Like, fucking Picard will do it. But Oh, like, like calligraphy or whatever? Yeah. But Spock just looks at him like he's dumb because he's being extremely dumb right now. And he's yeah. like, forgive me, Spock. I should have known better. Yeah. And, and Spock's like, what the fuck? Is and Spock walks about? away and he does have that look. His eyebrow raises up like, what the fuck was that? Like, what? Are you supposed to get from this that, that Spock like is kind of shocked that Kirk would do these things? Or, are, like, I don't. What's the me- like? What's the? I think the message? message is literally Spock is like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> I yeah. And we as I an audience it, are yeah. supposed to be like, "Yeah, that's what we did as boys." Yeah, boys will be boys dipping inkwells in the hair. Fucking horse shit, Captain Kirk. Look, this episode stinks. <laughs> this is not. It's not a good episode. <laughs> it's not a good episode, folks. <sighs> here's here's the fucking like this episode I'm sure that you could probably tell was rewritten a couple times. Yeah, there's there's no through there's no like theme. It's uh America's sweetheart funny man Rob Schneider originally <laughs> wrote this episode actually fuck Rob Schneider. He wrote this episode <laughs> as an anti war statement and he got his inspiration by seeing children playing war. There's right. nothing anti war about this episode. <laughs> yeah, like I, I kind of get, I kind of pick up on that a little bit because little kids like to play war, and but dude, the little kids don't like to play fucking Napoleon. Like they're not playing Napoleonic War, you know? No, they're playing <laughs> they're, Power Rangers. They're playing, yeah, they're playing fucking whatever the fuck, like whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. This episode, uh, I can't, I can't believe I don't remember it. Maybe there's a good reason I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like I didn't notice this, but when they see the salt vampire, McCoy takes a does a double take. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. I yeah. didn't notice that. That's a good touch. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat. Um, this episode is not neat. However, are we taking a break or are we just going right into it? Yeah, I think we should probably take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Double Dragon, twin brothers with a secret identity. Billy and Jimmy Lee race on their cycle to stop the evil Shadow Master. Fire! The power of Double Dragon. Figures and vehicles sold separately. Josh called me a name while you guys were gone. (laughs) I sure did, you bitch. No. My feelings. Yeah, let's go play war. I want to go drink some brandy out of a snifter like all kids want to do. Kids love Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While we were just dicking around, uh, while you were listening to that commercial, we figured out that William Campbell... The uh, guy who played uh, Trillane in this episode is the Klingon Koloth in another episode of TOS and in Deep Space Nine. He plays How him in everything. Interesting. 
How That's, interesting. It's a really... I like when they do that stuff. You know who else played Koloth? James Doohan in the animated series, because he voiced every oh, character. Yeah. Well, he didn't have anything to do. They were like, James, can you come in and do, like, the three voices you do? And he's like, ugh, fine. Fuck you know I was in World War II, right? Yeah, you know I got my finger blown off, right? <laughs> Oh, man. Every time I remember that, I spend the whole episode he's in, like, trying to see it. Trying to see the hand. The finger. Yeah, but they hide it really well. It's hard to tell, because fingers just look weird anyway. You ever think about how weird fingers are? They're really weird. I have to draw them all the time. They're weird as fuck. (laughs) Like, like, we think they're normal, but, like, we evolved to have these prongs on our hands that, like, bend to pick things up. That's fucking weird. Another fun fact is the uh, title for the script supervisor is misspelled in this episode as Skapipped Supervisor. So, Well, I read the Skapipped, and let me tell you, it needs work. <laughs> uh, he's probably the one who did the fucking titles at the end as well, is why it's misspelled. <laughs> script supervisors usually, uh, they focus on continuity, too. So, like, if... Uh, uh, like let's just say like if there's a coffee cup in Lord, in uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> sitting yeah, on something a table. like that, or if there's a but, guy standing yeah. in jeans in the background, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're responsible for that stuff. So, um, this episode goes on and on and on. It feels extremely long. Um, new it's things for, are dude. new things are happening, yeah. but I'm not interested in. Them. <laughs> Why is Kirk not just stuck on the planet the whole time? Like, like. He gets he gets back two times he gets back. And the second time he goes back to the planet. It's like, guys, you should have just made it so he was stuck there and had to figure out how to get out. Like I don't understand the back and forth. Like what's what's at stake here? Like what are we doing? Like I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. That's a good question. That's a genuinely yeah. good question. Like, like they're not really trapped at any point in the episode. We're not with we're not in the trap long enough for it to feel like a trap. Yeah, and also the trap becomes a secondary stupider trap where the planet is chasing after the ship. Yeah, that's really and dumb. And it's like you already had a trap that they were stuck on the planet. You don't need to this you don't need this trap. This doesn't matter, right? You want to know or, you want to know another fucking like shocking Fun fact of the week. I'm ready to be shot. Uh, there are three different harpsichord songs. It's not just the same one over and over again. It's three different Man. ones. Well, they need to fucking remix that shit, because I was sick and tired of hearing that shit on the radio. Uh, Sonata in C Major, K159 by Domenico Scarliotti. Uh-huh. Sonata in G minor, K450 by Domenico Scarlatti. G minor, that's the one I hate. I don't like and G minor. Roses from the South by Johann Strauss the Second. Much more of a Chopin guy myself. Chopping, you like some chopping? I do love chopping it up on them class oh, podcasts. Oh, you playing Roses from the South? I'm gonna go get some catfish. Yeehaw! <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Southern stereotype, who's definitely Rose. not a character from Star Rose. Trek. Roses from the South shall rise again. Catfish oh, forever. Fucking hell. <laughs> Trip Tucker, everybody. Thanks for being on the show. I'm 
remember when I was making out with my girlfriend in the back of a car. That's right. We still drive cars. Okay, so what do you think of this episode, Josh? Uh, are we giving ratings? Yeah, let's go ahead um, and do the rating. The, this is the patented M-Class podcast trademarked Cochrane to Catfish scale of warp quality. Uh, I'm going to give it a Trip Tucker, a five. Yeah, Trip Tucker is a five out of five character. It's He's true. a warp five. He's five out of 20 characters. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a five because it's... It's bad, but it's it's TOS, so like who cares, right? Like <laughs> like not not who cares, but like it's it's it is what it is, right? Like it's it's TOS. It doesn't need to be anything spectacular really cuz it's the first season of any Star Trek ever. Sure. And it's like uh 5 isn't bad. It's and 5 is literally as middle of the road as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. I I think we we made it sound worse than maybe I feel about it just because I don't know. It, it it's it's not it's not good, no. but my I, opinion of this episode has deteriorated since we started talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I I think I started out with a 5 and then I think I'm only landing on 5 because like I started out that way, but yeah, I, I would go yeah. four. Also, I would say four, maybe. I'm, I'm giving it a four. Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, this is not this isn't middle of the road to me. It's like a little worse than that. Yeah, so I'm it's a say little. Four. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, I would agree. I just um, wanted to do Trip Tucker again, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell, you giving a war five? Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> That's how many catfish I had tonight. <laughs> It'd be wild if I ended up having catfish through some fucking weird... I haven't ate catfish in an extremely long time. I've never so. had it. I've never had catfish. It's, I it's hated a... catching them because they could stab you. I remember that. Yeah. They're they're a meaty fish. Meaty, huh? Yeah. They kind of... They, they taste like something you would drag out of the river. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, although, you know, as anything, it depends on how you cook it. Well, if Trip is doing it, it's going to be amazing. Of course. I The last time I had catfish, I think I was 14. So, it's been a long time. Damn. The last time I had catfish, I didn't exist. Or didn't I? Who knows? Maybe right, I was a catfish. My brain is leaking out of the side of my ear thinking about that. Maybe I'm a catfish right now. I'm all space and time catfish. If you go beyond the barrier of space and time and exist in all places at once in the universe, you hyper-evolve into a catfish. <laughs> I can't believe we're all going to be catfish in like a million years. Yeah. Isn't that wild that we, we evolved to leave the ocean, but somehow... <laughs> we we'll always find our way back. It's all circular. We're going to be catfish again one day, living well, in a probably small... Probably because fucking Trip Tucker ate so much catfish, it crispered his DNA into becoming <laughs> fucking catfish. So somehow, through the time, through the lineage of both the Janeway <laughs> and the Paris families, they both descended from Trip Tucker and the catfish he fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? It's weird. It's the Star Trek genealogy. You got to pick it up at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> written by William Shatner. <laughs> Everyone is a catfish monster except Kirk, who's the only true human. 
narrated by Tim Russ, who did it over the weekend for a plate of chips. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll do whatever. Whatever you guys got. Oh, like, you got scoops? I'm in. You guys, wait, is there dip? I'll do two of them. I'll oh, do two of them. You got onion dip? You know what? Mark me down all week. Let's do this. Let's bust <laughs> these 17 books out. <laughs> uh, Tim Russ is a fan, I hear. I love Tim Russ. I do too. We make fun of Tim Russ, but he's great. I hear him in ESO all the time, and I just I feel really good. I'm like, ah, Tim Russ. I do love Tim Russ. It's, the only reason we make these jokes is because Tim Russ is in every Star Trek fan film ever he's, made. He's, he's everywhere. He's just like, you doing a Star Trek fan thing? I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's like a beeper, like an old-ass 90s beeper. And it's like, just like, beep, beep. Oh, someone's making a fan film. It's like fucking magic beeper, he just knows. And then that beeper is like hooked into a fucking wireless network to CBS Paramount, who are like, someone's doing a fan project. Shut you know it what? down. The legs of this franchise are shaky at best. Here's what we're going to do ostracize the true fans by shutting them down. No more fan projects ever. Have you guys ever heard of a band called Metallica? That's the plan we're going with. You know what I wonder? Uh, I'm sh- Everybody who works on Tapon's Theater on Subspace is probably listening to this right now. Uh, what are you guys going to do if CBS comes to call and they came oh, a call on us and our t-shirts once? We had to like Drink the blood out of a skull of Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> we had to like. It, it was a whole us. thing. It, it changed us so. Much. It was like Indiana Jones too. We we're like Kalima. <laughs> I felt the fires of the next world. <laughs> they burned. They burned. Yeah, I punched my little sidekick child friend. It was, it was crazy. <laughs> slightly racist my caricature. L- l- less than less than slightly racist. <laughs> Sidekick. Um, my favorite thing is when he's like, uh, "Oh, it feels like fortune cookies or whatever," and yeah, it's like, "Oh, you mean the thing that was invented in America ten years ago from this movie?" Yeah, the thing that's like one hundred fucking percent American. Sure, yeah. I think they were invented in the twenties, and this the movie takes place in like nineteen thirty-five. Like, Jesus. why would this? Seven-year-old Hong Kong kid know what a fucking fortune cookie is. Because the white people who wrote the movie thought that it was made in China. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we talked about it a little bit towards the beginning of the episode, but there uh, was a, there's a long-standing fan theory that Trelane is a Q. Right. And I mean, it would make sense that the green energy beings are like adult Q. Yeah, they're just looking like that for whatever reason because they fucking feel like it yeah and they as we've learned with the q continuum several times mostly through tng because in voyager like shit goes off the rails yeah but um the q continuum itself is full of like uh mostly benevolent beings yeah mostly who don't really want to have much to do with the lesser uh, beings in the universe, um, but you always have your Q, like the Q we know and like yeah. the female Q and like Trelane uh, would fit into yeah. that. Well, I think that's where they got the idea, uh, probably for the the kid Q was this episode, right? Because it's very Could similar. Be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I I like that theory. I think I think that's a good like uh 
fan theory that works for like to be a real canon theory, but like yeah, absolutely. I this this episode stinks. <laughs> the the first person to uh like uh, who officially ever pointed out that Trelane might be a Q is John Delancey. Really? Yeah, he was. He's the first person in an official capacity. It wasn't just a fan saying it. Who was like, you know, the character of Trelane has a lot of characteristics that are very much Q. Man, there's like a minefield on the internet. <laughs> I know, shocking, right? Oh, very <laughs> shocking. Oh, what the internet? But I, people like are shitting on John Delancey for some reason. It's like, what did John Delancey do? I don't know. He yelled at somebody one time, and now he's like the fucking worst person on earth or something. I don't. Fucking I haven't know. seen any of the. Everybody seems to be like super fucking psyched that he's yeah, here again. He's, he's gonna Picard. Be Picard, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see any of that. Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's I, just that's I sort think, of that's sort of the shape of the internet, right? Is like yeah. uh, if you look at it from one direction, it's like a it's a flat circle, and if you look at it from another, it's a sphere. Yeah. And like, I guess I was looking at the flat circle, and I didn't see the horror sphere behind I, it. I, yeah, I I think because the internet is so. Um, like you can get so specialized in the thing you like, right? Oh yeah. That it creates its own kind of pocket dimension where people create problems <laughs> for shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. I, like I guess John Delancey yelled at a fan one time, and now people think he's mean or something. I I don't fucking I don't even fucking care. Yeah, I like, haven't seen any of that. Holy I, shit! Yeah. I don't even know if it's what if it's really what I don't have no fucking idea, but whatever. I'm um, just perpetuating it now. <laughs> All uh, seven people who listen to our show are gonna know about it. Oh now. no. Our giant, <laughs> giant audience. <laughs> There's actually uh, a novel by Peter David who uh has also had some fan backlash. Um called Q Squared, where Trelane is revealed to be a member of the Q Continuum. Oh, that's cool. And, I mean, books are, of course, tenuously canon at best. A little less so in Star Trek than in Star Wars, right? I True. feel like yeah. Star Wars books get a, a pretty decent amount of respect and like to the point where, like, even, like, Dave Filoni, like, obviously makes entire shows based on the books, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, this is the, this is the canon now. Uh, but Star Trek, it's just whatever. Like, yeah, like canon is is very nebulous yeah. in Star Trek. If it's not on the show, you know, yeah. even the canon is nebulous. Like, it, who knows what's happening anymore? Right, that's very true. And I mean, like, there are periods of time when the canon isn't established as well. Right like, towards towards the beginning of TNG and like most of TOS, there's like the canon isn't there yet. Yeah, they don't know quite how things work yet in the universe um i find it interesting that in q squared the peter david novel uh trillane taps into the heart of the storm the theoretical center of the universe where chaos exists okay which makes him more powerful than the entire q continuum so picard and the q we know have to team up to take him down buddy cop they get handcuffed together and have to fight their way up <laughs> At one point, Picard's sword fights Trelane. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, There are... He appears in a lot of extraneous shit. And he's a Q in almost all of it. Like, uh, he's a Q in the DC Comics... He appears in a DC Comics Star Trek issue 
call it a little man-to-man talk. He appears in the Marvel comic Star Trek Unlimited in 1998, called an Infinite Jest. Is that when they talk to him about sex for the first time? An infinite sext? The the Q set the man to, a little man to man talk. Oh, I get it. I get it. And, it, and then they're funny, like, Josh. They're like, when a mommy Q and a daddy Q love each other very much, they touch each other's fingertips, and a baby comes out. You're so fucking funny, Josh. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there exists anything. Uh, that he appears in where past not a certain a point where he's not accused. Yeah, so, so it's, I, that's, it's that's canon. canon. It's canon, yeah. That's canon to me, baby. It's canon. Sure This it. episode, stinky poo-poo. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't care for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I think we've said everything we have to say about yep. the Squire of Gothos. Yep. I thought uh, Trillane's outfit was fun. That's uh, that'll be my last thing to say. He on. had cool hair, sure. Um, thank you everybody for tuning into this program and listening to us ramble about a hundred-year-old piece of media mm-hmm. for an hour plus time. Yeah. Felt like not that long, though. No, it felt shorter than the episode for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you'd like to support this program, keep us going, keep us uh, under a roof, then uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to behind-the-scene posts, wallpapers, a Discord full of your fellow Trek boys, and much, much more. For more money, give it to us. (laughs) We're not subtle. (laughs) No, we just tell you. If you uh, want to follow our continued shenanigans, you can follow us on Twitter at MClass Podcast. And if you need literally any information about our podcast, the goings on, the episodes we've watched, the links, the merch, head to MClassPodcast.com. The best site on the internet. It is just a card with links on it, but still, it's the best website on the internet. Yeah. That doesn't have titties. Oh, not yet. <laughs> not not yet. <laughs> it's a body, it's a body, it's a body. <laughs> yeah, head over to patreon.com, become a patron today, get access to behind the scenes stuff. We'd appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter. I'd like to give a big old shout out to Vitazen. I've been mm-hmm. pronouncing his name incorrectly my entire life. I've known him that long. It's Vitazen? It's Vitazen. It's not Vitazen, like video game. It's Vitazen. That's news to me. It's new. It was news to me, too. I am so sorry, we Mr. Are, Javasi. We are scum. We are the scum of the earth. We suck. I, th- I think he literally told me it doesn't. he doesn't care. It doesn't matter, but still. Well then, Vitazen it is. <laughs> um, I like them both, but I'm just so used to saying Vitazen. But thank you to Vitazen for the use yes. of his track Outer Space Race for our opening theme. It's a banger. You can find all of his music anywhere better music is sold. Thank you to Josh for being my pal. Thanks, Jeff. I love you. I love you, too. And uh, we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. So bye-bye. Bye.
I'm mentally ill. 